All right, and welcome to another exciting episode of um, your favorite podcast, uh, Sports Biz, from an agent's perspective. Um, you're with your host, Zila, aka Chester Mekela. All right, exciting, exciting episode um, lined up for you guys today. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, this podcast is proudly sponsored by Limitless Athlete Membership. Limitless Athlete Membership is a social media platform for professional football players and rugby players as well, but predominantly focusing on professional football players. This platform allows for you know, players, coaches, and teams to actually connect with each other. All right? What this means is that it allows for players to be able to research teams and make direct contact and negotiate their own contracts. Same goes for coaches as well. It is also a platform that actually allows teams to advertise vacancies on their um, team rosters. All right. In doing so, teams need to get in contact with um, the platform management to make sure that their adverts can be displayed you know, according to their specifications. All right, so it's a very, very, very exciting platform. And it is one that actually gives power to the athletes and coaches, you know, to have the power to negotiate their own contracts without the intermediation of an agent. Should um, all three parties require additional services, there is an agent available on the platform that can be contacted. All right, so make sure to check out the platform on www.limitlessathlete.com. Dot net. That is www.limitlessathlete.net. An added feature for coaches um, or players who want to, how can I say, educate themselves off the field, there is an online digital marketing course that they can take that is available on the platform. Right? They can learn skills like web design, social media marketing, or advertising. Um, they can learn how to run Google ads. They can learn how to build websites with video streaming features. All right. So you can literally be in a position to build your own, um, how can I say, YouTube. You can build your own Netflix sort of thing. So these are the skills you can learn on the online digital marketing online course that is available on the Limitless Athlete membership platform. All right. So just to say the website one more time, it is www.limitlessathlete.net. All right. So um, in talking about that, uh, we've got such an amazing um, lineup today. Today, we're actually going to be talking about um, esports. We're going to dive into the world of esports and we're going to talk about what is this esports, you know, the rise of it. Um, how does it fit into the whole, you know, pro sports industry type of thing, all right? So just make sure, get your popcorn, chill out, relax, and we're going to dive into it after the break, all right? See you guys then. And welcome back. Um, all right, so as I said, you know, before we took just a little bit of a short break, that today we're actually going to be talking um, esports and, you know, professional gaming, basically. Um, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people, well, I'm sure everyone knows what esports is right now. But, you know, for those who don't know, esports refers to, you know, electronic sports. 
And it basically is a series of, you know, tournaments that are played by professional gamers. You know, professional gamers play against each other. Um, you, sometimes, you know, these are hosted online or, you know, they can be hosted in like esports arenas. Like they've built multi-billion dollar arenas now where fans can actually um, come and watch, you know, gamers play against each other online. All right. Um... And yeah, man, it's uh, it's an industry that has I don't I don't want to lie. It it pretty much just snuck up on me. Don't get me wrong. I've always known, you know, gaming has you know was a big thing because I myself uh, I remember when I was younger with two of my cousins, um, Afika and Puma, we were really into video games. Like we were hectically into video games. We could go three days. Imagine this is like during a school term, we could literally go for three days without sleep where because I was at hostel and they were staying at my aunt's place, I would always go on like Fridays, right? Um, go to my aunt's place on Friday, stay there for the weekend, basically. And we would literally play Sega from Friday night, go to bed Saturday morning early. And again, Saturday night, not go to bed until ungodly hours, Sunday morning. And then again, Sunday night as well. And I'm pretty sure like a lot of people were tired of us. But the funny thing about all of this was that we were okay for, you know, to go to school the Monday morning. It was like nothing happened. That's how big into video games we were. And then every time I went back home to, you know, Mtata, you know, especially like December holidays, Again, with my friends over there, um, Anati and Bulelan, we would literally, those guys would come to my house, man, and we would play video games until my parents would tell them, okay, it's time to go home. It's time for you guys who came to visit to go home. So that's how big the sporting culture has always been, you know, since the 90s and into the early O's and everything. But I think for the whole, you know, sort of like esports, for, for the whole thing to go professional, obviously came in the later you know 2000s um and it's just been amazing to see you know how this industry you know how this part of the the sports business esports business has just exploded onto the scene you know and you know obviously like notable games that are played within esports would be your um you know league of legends um you got counter strike you got dota and then sports games, which, you know, that you play online um, would be your NBA 2K, um, FIFA, FIBA. And yeah, so those would be the ones that are most notable, especially with FIBA being recent because FIBA actually only launched their esports, you know, sort of um, competition. They only launched it in 2020, you know. So some of these tournaments are still fairly new, but your Fortnite, Counter-Strike, League of Legends, Dota, those have been, you know, those have been around for quite some time now. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're pretty big, man. They are massive. And, you know, it's basically, you know, just in going back to what esports is, it's basically pro gamers, you know, playing against each other within tournaments. And these guys play for mega bucks, you know. Um, I'm not talking small changing, like some tournaments, you know, guys have walked away like first prize with um, $37 million, 
you know, if you convert that to, you know, South African rands, that's close to over 400 million rand. And imagine that winning over 400 million rand just to play a fucking video game, you know, but that's, I guess that's what's um, exciting about, you know, just this tech generation that we live in is that, you know, in this day and age, man, you can monetize anything. If anything can be turned into a product, you can literally monetize it, you know? So, yeah, so that's basically uh, been what the rise of esports has been all about. It's just, you know, tournaments being organized and then players playing for, um, you know, for major uh, competition prizes, you know, cash prizes, especially. Um, all right, so... Wh- you know, in talking about this whole thing, now let's talk about, you know, how or when was esports breakout year? I would say even though esports has been around for the past, you know, decade or so, the major breakout year for esports was undoubtedly, you know, 2020. You know, I would say that 2020 was the year because, you know, pandemic, everybody had to be indoors and being indoors, you know, there's only so many things you can do. Otherwise, you know, you get bored out of your skull. You know, there's only so many movies you can watch. Um, I don't know, for, the, <laughs> for those into things like Pornhub, there's only so much Pornhub you can watch. So you got, so I'm sure people, you know, needed other things to keep them, you know, stimulated and just keep them entertained. And I think that's where the rise of the whole um, esports thing took place. And I think that's why FIBA, because, I mean, the season was pretty much suspended during that season... I guess the organization had to find a way to, you know, to keep monetizing and stay afloat because a lot of these sporting federations lost so much revenue um, during the pandemic. Um, you know, with NBA, they've always had NBA 2K within esports. So for them, it wasn't really a problem when the physical, the traditional uh, physical NBA season wasn't taking place. So, you know, they just had, you know, multiple esports tournaments that were taking place just to keep the revenues coming in, you know, into the um, sports federation. So, yeah, so 2020 would be the year. I mean, that literally took the valuation of esports, man, way into the billions. Like, it's literally a multi-billion dollar um, industry at the moment. And I think the one, the one TV show that really marketed esports very well, without a doubt as well, was uh, the show Ballers. Now, I know every, I'm sure everyone is familiar with the show. If you remember the fifth season of Ballers, the fifth and last season, um, you'll definitely recall that there was more of a focus on esports. Like you got Reggie and Vernon attending, you know, esports tournaments. You got Vernon, um, you know, who basically wants to become an esports player and believes he's good enough to become an esports player so you got that whole storyline surrounding that and reg you know trying to convince him that dude you're a national football player you're in the nfl why the fuck do you want to trade that to twiddle your thumbs and play video games and then they basically get into this whole you know push and pull where vernon tells him that listen it's either you supporting this dream of me becoming a two-sport athlete you know e.g pro football player and also pro um, gamer or you know I find someone else you know and then eventually um, 
you know, uh, I think Reg, they end up, you know, starting their own esports team and then um, they collaborate with an established one who wants to buy the team. So basically they end up cashing out in on it. And I guess the message that the show was trying to show, um, sorry, I guess the message, the message that the show Ballers was trying to basically, um, you know, showcase was the fact that, listen, this esports thing, it's here to stay, you know? Um, yeah, so it, it was, yeah, it was interesting in witnessing it. I'll, I won't lie. I think that for me, that was the first time I really, you know, sort of started giving the whole esports thing attention that, okay, this whole gaming thing, it's, you know, one shouldn't sleep on it. I think one of the things that's important, man, when you're in this business of sports is, um, I realized it's very important to keep, like to keep your your ears to the streets sort of thing watch out for the trends so that you don't get left behind don't get me wrong i'm still big on traditional physical sports i just happen to think that you know um this method of professional sports is sort of like a new frontier you know um because esports is one of those where it's a professional sports that doesn't really um, discriminate against size or whatever, gender or whatever. It's one of those things where it's literally leveling the playing field. You can be a skinny, you know, five foot five dude with zero muscle and you could be the best esports player against a guy who's maybe six foot and weighs 220 pounds or, you know, if you're going to convert that to kgs, a guy who's weighing you know, close to 100 kgs, you know, as, as the skinny dude, you, you could trump the guy, you know, you could win against him, you know. And yeah, man, but esports, I like how seriously they take themselves and how professional the setup has also become because you got teams now that recruit players and, you know, they make them follow a set, you know, sort of like diet. They follow a set um, basically gym program to make sure that these guys are able to perform at their, you know, absolute optimum, you know, so don't sleep on them. Don't think that it's just a bunch of guys who wake up, you know, scratch their heads, take a shower, and then they start gaming. No, there's a routine that these guys have to follow. There's a meal plan. There's a training plan. Um, there's also like a, like a video gaming plan that they have to follow because, Another thing that you got to remember is these aren't guys who are just going to play for two hours a day. No, these are guys who literally have to at least clock in a good five to eight hours of gaming. You know, that's a lot of screen time. And I don't know about you guys, man, but I'm a guy, I don't wear glasses. But for me, if I, if I'm looking at a screen for more than two, three hours, I get a fucking headache, you know, so much respect, man, to these esports players for, you know, just their endurance when it comes to their screen time and how they can stay seated for three to four, five, six, seven, eight hours just playing video games. Fucking power to that, man. I respect them for that. All right. And then, um, yeah, so we mentioned that 2020 was a breakout year. And then... I think, uh, you know, platforms like Twitch, 
I think this, this also gave platforms like Twitch a major rise. Now, for those of you who don't know Twitch, so Twitch is basically a streaming platform similar to YouTube, but it's for gamers, all right? And it's owned by Amazon, if I'm correct, according to my research. Yeah, they're owned by Amazon, and it's literally uh, gamers who stream themselves while playing video games, all right? And then Twitch is also a platform where... Um, a lot, a lot of the um, tournaments can also be streamed live and watched by viewers all over the world. All right, so yeah, I also discovered Twitch like two or three years ago, and I was like, "Fuck, where the hell have I been, man?" And I'm still convinced, and this might, you know, this might be my <laughs> crazy self talking, but I really do think, man, had esports been around when I was a fucking kid, screw that, man, I would have skipped high school and gone pro. I still maintain that <laughs> every time I say that, like my, my friends always laugh at me for that. But that's how big into gaming I was as a kid, man. Like I used to live for video games. Like, um, you know, I can remember way back to FIFA. Like the first FIFA I played was 98. FIFA 98 was my first ever taste into, you know, uh, video game, video game playing, um, especially within like the sports things. And then I was hooked. From there on, I was hooked. And then came FIFA 99, FIFA 2000. Like all the FIFAs. Up until now, I mean, I'm busy playing, you know, Pro, Pro Evolution Soccer 21. Um, and I'm just having a ball, man. Like I still love video gaming. But obviously, just as a hobby now. So don't worry. I'm not going to quit my agent job anytime soon to try be a, a pro esports gamer. Nah, that, that's not my vibe. I think... What it takes to become a pro, uh, pro gamer is, you know, I respect the craft, man. It, it takes a hell of a lot um, out of these guys. And yeah, shout out to them. You know, shout out to them for the discipline they, they basically display in making their dreams come true. Because, look, it's one of those things where it has so much of an opportunity, you know. Especially now um, with reference to Twitch again. Like in talking about Twitch, so professional gamers or, or just gamers in general, like if you're really good at gaming and you stream yourself, you can literally become a content creator and make money off of it. Like you've got guys, man, that are making six figure incomes just from playing video games and letting people watch them. I think a guy from the UK, uh, what's his name? Was his F? F F H K or something like that, man. He how he started, he was literally playing FIFA in his bedroom and he started streaming himself playing and and he just he, he became huge. So his name is KS KS9 or something like that, man. Um yeah, KS9. Um yeah, I think that's his name. But anyway, yeah, a guy from the UK, man, he literally that's how he got started, just by playing FIFA in his bedroom, streaming himself live, and then just becoming, you know, just the next big thing. And he was able to really, really cash in when he came to advertisers, because what, what advertisers see is that when you start being a content creator, and let's say you start getting a following of like million, like a million views or million followers, that creates um, advertising revenue for you. Advertisers fly towards you so that you're able to, 
um, advertise obviously their brands and stuff on your platform. So yeah, man, for you gamers out there that are really passionate about playing video games, if you're able to stream yourself, I say do it, you know, and especially because of this pandemic, a lot of people have been unemployed, man. And I think it's really a time where you just got to get entrepreneurial and you just got to really think, you know, what are you good at that you can display to the world that can potentially, you know, get you revenue, something that you can you know, display to the world and basically create sort of like your own little community, get a following. It doesn't happen overnight. All right. So if you're trying to get rich quick, I don't recommend this type of thing as a gamer. Um, but if you're a person who's passionate about playing video games and you're pretty good at what you're doing, stream yourself, man, and see if you can't get a following behind you. Hey, that's my advice to you, man. Use it. Don't use it. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Um, yeah, so those are the opportunities within esports that apart from, you know, guys playing for uh, major cash prizes, you also got um, sponsorship deals. You know, corporates are now wanting in on the action. You got, um, as I mentioned uh, previously with regards to streaming, um, you got advertisers that also want in. You know, brands are constantly um, looking at ways to reach new markets and new segments and new demographics. So, you know, the advertising, I mean, sorry, the, um, the gaming world, because a lot of people spend so much time online playing video games, that's also now become a way that advertisers can reach their potential markets, you know, target markets. And then merchandising as well, that also creates um, an opportunity within the esports. Um, because now a lot of gamers um, are gaining, you know, like sort of like a large following, that's also creating an opportunity for merchandising, you know, licensing as well that comes into play. So the revenue streams, um, they are there for the esports thing. So for you gamers out there, man, if someone's trying to shit on your dream and telling you not to go for it, just tell them that these are the possibilities. But T's and C's of what I'm talking about, it doesn't happen overnight, guys. It takes consistency to start building a following. Okay, so make sure that you're doing all of this for the right reasons. Make sure that it's something that you love to do, that it doesn't feel like work to you. Because I swear to you, if you, even if you're a good gamer, but if you start doing it so that you're, you're hoping that you can get a large following within the next two days or two weeks, then you might be doing it for the wrong reasons. But if you genuinely are loving um, playing video games and showcasing how good you are, it's going to happen organically. All right. And then once the revenue starts streaming in, then you can start even advertising, um, you know, how you're able to, to basically be the streamer. You can start advertising on your social media platforms, run paid ads, you know, so yeah, just always, always be on the lookout for such opportunities because they are there. All right. And then just in my opinion, you know, with regards to esports, and um, these are coming from a sports agent um, opinion, is that I really do believe that esports might just eclipse traditional sports in terms of revenue. All right. And I say this from an agent because from an agent's perspective, because what's also happening now is that esports players are looking for representation. 
<laughs> I know, right? Video gamers are looking for professional representation. They are also, you know, seeking um, agents. You know, and you know what what some what some of these organizations are willing to pay some of these top gamers to play is ridiculous. Okay, now I'm sure some might be thinking, yeah, but what's this guy on about, man? How could esports eclipse traditional um, sports? Here's how: in 2016 alone, right? The World Games for esports. They pulled in 47 million views. That's actually more than the amount of views that the NBA Finals Game 7 pulled in. They pulled in 31 million views. The World Esports Games pulled in 47 million views. And that was back in 2016. This was pre the breakout year of 2020. Now imagine after 2020... Um, how much of a jump the views, the world views within the esports tournaments have jumped. Imagine that. All right, so I definitely, I'm, I'm confident about it, man. I do believe that, um, you know, esports, in terms of valuation, in terms of revenue, they may, they will eclipse traditional sports. You know, because you also got to think about the reach that these guys are getting. The fact that Twitch is literally available everywhere in the world. The same can't be said for a lot of these um, professional sports, especially like the main events, like your Super Bowls, your NBA Finals. Um, well, World Cup soccer might come close to eclipsing you know, things like esports because, well, soccer, that's, that's a global sport. But other sporting... Um, other sporting codes, when they play their main events, they're only available to a select few markets. Whereas with esports, man, with streaming platforms like Twitch and YouTube, um, these are pretty much available everywhere. So the opportunity to be able to view these things is, is, is always going to be there for the common folk. And you also got to remember that most of the time, the streaming on these uh, two platforms, YouTube and um, Twitch, is for free. You know, so that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Um, I'll give you a prime example. FIBA, their tournament was available. The, the, yeah, the last tournament. In fact, all of their tournaments are available on YouTube for free. You know, so... Yeah, man, it's, a, it's an exciting time, guys. It's a fucking exciting time. But be that as it may, man, I still believe that even though esports, let's say, eclipses um, traditional sports in terms of revenue and everything, it's still not going to take away what physical sports means, you know, to society. You know, there's still something amazing about witnessing a guy, you know, sprinting at an unbelievable, you know, pace and speed. There's still something unbelievable about seeing a guy jump to dunk, you know. So it's not going to take away the popularity of traditional sports, but I think in terms of revenue, um, esports and pro gaming may just eclipse it. And there's nothing wrong with it because these are digital platforms and we are living in the digital era. That's the one thing that you, you just, you can't, um, you can't deny and you can't walk away from. 
all right? But these sporting federations being smart, FIFA, you got FIBA, you got NBA 2K, they've capitalized on it by making sure that um, they are within the esports realm as well. All right, so that was smart from those those um, three federations. Very smart. And again, it's the three sports that I usually talk about that are the biggest. I'm sure at some point, rugby is going to jump on board as well. Because if they don't, they're going to get left behind. They really will get left behind. Professional soccer is the biggest... In, soccer in general is the biggest sport in the world. And they are on esports. Basketball, I believe, is the second biggest sport in the world. And guess what? They are on esports as well. Under FIBA and under NBA 2K. So rugby, you got to step your shit up, man. Step your shit up and get on that esports. Because rugby has a very big following. And I do think that if they were to get on the esports platform, that would be a game changer and would actually grow the game even more. Then again, that's just my opinion. That's what I believe. Um, you know, in some other countries, man, like, you know, Europe, esports is pretty big in Europe. In Asia, South Korea and China, it's pretty big. In Japan, the esports industry is still growing. Um, like I know for a fact, in Akihabara, where I usually go for things like gaming and esports tournaments, that's where, that's pretty much um, where you'll get esports in Japan, um, in Tokyo is in in Akihabara. You know, that is pretty much game center of Tokyo. Um in the USA, pretty massive. When we're going to talk about USA, I would say around California because when the show Ballers was portraying, you know, the growth of esports, it was mo- it was mostly within the California region like, you know, Los Angeles, I'm so I'm sure San Diego, San Francisco, run about there. I'm sure in other parts of the US it's pretty big too. But as it was portrayed on the show, I think Los Angeles is where you'd mostly um, find a big culture within the esports industry. And, and again, I mean, I usually connect with esports guys on LinkedIn and most of them are based in, in L.A. All right. So I think, yeah. So I think I am right. I think I am right. And in other places, um, they're also giving away esports scholarships to study at university. You know, I know for a fact because the university I attended in France to do my master's, um, Toulouse School of Management, they offer esports bursaries. In the USA, college athletes now are also getting, um, yeah, bursaries and scholarships to become esports players and study at the university for free. You know, so these are the opportunities that esports have come with. So the rise in esports, man, it it really shouldn't be taken lightly. And I'm sure, you know, if you go and tell your parent <laughs> that you want to be a gamer and an esports player, I mean, some parents will look at you like you're fucking mad. You know, so it's one of those, one of those dreams that you really have to protect as a gamer and that you really have to be um, serious about because I don't see it getting a lot of support from the beginning until, you know, people start seeing results, you know. So it's, it's definitely an outlier sort of like characteristic. I think 
you know, to, to really chase the dream of becoming an esports player or a professional gamer, you really need to be an outlier. You really need to be one of those people who's willing to go against um, the crowd. You can't be a crowd follower because, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's just one of those dreams that really just requires you. I mean, it's like, it's pretty much like chasing a dream of being an actor or being a, you know, a rapper. Not everybody's going to get it. But I think if it's within you and you're really passionate about, you know, um, pursuing this, then I really do think you need to go for it. And I also believe that because now universities are also giving away scholarships for it, I think that's their way of showing, you know, parents that, listen, we believe in your child's ability to, you know, to be a pro gamer and we believe that he can really take it to the next level and we are willing to pay for his studies so that you guys can get a peace of mind. You know, pretty much how um, pro sports did it as well, because I'm sure in the beginning, no parent would believe their child. And they're like, look, I want to be a professional athlete. They'd be like, no, you're not. You better go to university, get that degree and get that job, you know. So I think when um, college sports introduced the whole scholarships for athlete, you know, the whole student athlete title then parents started getting a bit of peace of mind that, listen, okay, at least my child will go off to university and even though he's going for this sport, he's still going to be getting some sort of an education. So I think that's what esports is trying to do as well. Um, and as I mentioned before, you know, agents are also getting involved. You know, I'm still looking, um, I'm definitely looking to get into the world of esports to represent a couple of, um, you know, athletes within the, the esports community but yeah it's one of those where i'm still taking my time to research and really learn about the industry and the culture that is surrounding the industry because i mean with pro sports becoming a you know professional sports agent you know because i played sports for so long the transition um it wasn't that hectic because i understand the culture i've been in the culture of pro sports um or the sporting biz since I left high school, you know, so the transition wasn't that mind boggling for me, but definitely um, within esports, it's, it's, it's forced me to, to be a student of the industry and I'm enjoying it, man. It's, it's really interesting because I love video games as well. So it doesn't feel like work to me. It literally feels like I'm just going back to being you know, a kid again and just fall in love with gaming all over again, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's interesting times, guys. It's really interesting times. All right. Um, another friend of mine likes to make a joke about it and says, this is the, this is the era of the nerds. Nerds are becoming pro athletes, man, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish you didn't tease a nerd? Yeah. Better show some goddamn respect, man, because these guys are about to, these guys are making millions. And some of them, man, you know, they've got like a large following. They get, um, you know, a lot of attention, female attention. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're your 21st century ballers, man. <laughs> they are 21st century ballers. But it's exciting, you know, to see, you know, um, this kind of attention being given to esports players. All right, so yeah, man, so I thought um, today's episode, you know, 
I'd make it about esports and we talk about the gaming industry because as much as I love to talk about, you know, professional football or soccer, uh, pro rugby, pro basketball, we're definitely going to bring in um, the esports discussion because when we talk about esports, we actually also bring in soccer and basketball, not rugby yet, soccer and basketball because they are within the esports realm as well. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that. Um, yeah, please don't forget, um, support the podcast, man. Get the merchandise. Um, the link will be on the description. So yeah, support the podcast, get the merchandise. Also, you can support the podcast by making a generous donation. Um, I'll put the link to the donation as well. And yeah, man, thank you to everyone who keeps supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it. And, you know... I'm always making a pledge and I'm always going to stick to my promise to you guys to always bring you quality content within the business of pro sports. All right, so this has been Sports Biz from an agent's perspective uh, with your host, Zila, a.k.a. Chester and Bekela, however you want to call me. And remember our slogan, man, we don't only talk sports, but we lived it. All right, have a good day, have a good night, wherever you are, take care. Peace.